Welcome to Rike's Expat Podcast. This is Podcast 001. So we're just getting started, and today's topic is going to be uh, love, romance, discretion, and keeping a sound mind when in the Philippines. I was thinking this week about uh, just the the balance of things, finding the balance of things. And I've said in many other uh, video blogs and articles uh, for years that there is a yin and yang to just about everything. And not everything is an either-or choice. Often the the solution is to find balance between this and that. And and today I wanted to talk about the the balance between uh let's just say the the heart and the mind when you're engaging in relationships in the Philippines. Now to to use an analogy that maybe we'll use as we go along here, let's just say we'll look at a car. Uh we'll we'll say that the the heart is the accelerator. The heart wants to just lunge forward uh, you just accelerate into whatever situation is in front of it. So let's just say that the heart is the accelerator of the car. And the brain is the brake. And the brake wants to slow down. The brake wants to, uh, you know, if it sees danger, it wants to, uh, you know, give itself more time to deal with the situation by slowing things down. And also by planning. And then somewhere in the middle there is common sense. Now, common sense would be the steering wheel. Common sense sees that there's something in the road, and there's no real need to accelerate. There's no real need to uh, hit the brake. But rather, the simplest, fastest solution is to change direction, to change lanes or dodge the pothole, whatever the case may be. So in in life we we've got these three mechanisms to to make our life go down life's highway if you want to just stick with the metaphor. We've got the accelerator, the brake and the steering wheel. Now, coming to the Philippines, a lot of guys have I would say the majority are arriving after having gone through quite a dry spell in the whole romance love relationship area prior to getting here. And it doesn't matter whether you're coming for eh, three weeks or, or going to move here permanent. You're going to find yourself in a whole different dating realm. The dynamics are completely different. I could do an entire show just on the, the differences. But suffice it to say for right now, when you come to the Philippines, you're going to find everything pretty much the opposite of what it was back home. You're going to find that younger women are interested in you. Uh, you're going to find that dating is is not a hard issue at all. You're not going to have dry spells. You may choose to not date for a while and take a break, but you're you're not going to have dry spells. You're you're basically going to have to, in fact, if anything, control yourself and hit the break and manage your dating options so that you're not overloaded and overscheduled. Believe it or not, that that can happen very, very easily. The next thing you know, your phone is literally getting text messages 24 hours a day. And I'm not kidding. 
three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, different women, you know, women that you've gotten to know, spend time with, been intimate with. Next thing you know, uh, if they know where you live, they'll be popping in at your place unannounced. They'll be texting. How are you? Have you eaten? Are you okay? Why haven't you texted me? This whole thing. So, so when you get, when you get here, it's, it's a whole different thing. And what happens, getting back to, you know, our, our metaphor, is that, uh, most guys just hit the accelerator. And they get really excited and they're like, wow, this is, this is amazing. This is so fun. And, and guy, it's so great to be dating all these different girls, you know, and they'll be dating four, five, six girls a week. And, and these are guys who, um, again, we, we could compare them to guys who just kind of like jump behind the wheel, fire up the engine, hit the accelerator, and just keep that accelerator down. They just, they're not hitting the brake at all. And as you can imagine, uh, they're going to lose control at some point. If they don't use the brake, they're going to lose control or they're going to hit something. It's, it's, it's basically not going to end well because what's going to happen is just by sheer odds, the wrong women are going to come into his path. And these women know what these guys look like. They've got that look in their eye that just, their brain is completely disengaged. And, and they, they love finding those kind of guys because those are the kind of guys that they make money off of. And, and meanwhile, the the good women, the women that you might want to marry, you know, the really you know, what we kind of just call the good girls here, uh, when they see a guy in that mode where he's just pedal to the metal, just ripping through as many girls as he can, the good women avoid that kind of man. They don't want anything to do with him. Now, the good women that we call the good girls, these women are going to avoid this sort of guy who has this pedal to the metal approach in your mode in the Philippines because they don't want anything to do with him. They have two main criteria in what they're looking for in a man. One, that he is financially stable, you know, mature, basically all the fruits of a mature person with, with uh, life experience, a person who has handled his money well, who has handled his life well, what we basically call maturity. And the second thing she's looking for is tied to that, which is she wants a man who's faithful. So when she sees a guy who is just, you know, already gotten a reputation in town for he's been with this girl, he's been seen at the restaurant with that girl, and her cousin saw her at the hotel with this other girl, uh, the good women are going to fade back. And guys who are in this mode of just plowing through one girl after another really don't have much to say when they say to me or anybody else, I just can't find a good woman. Well, that's because in the Philippines, your reputation gets around really quickly. You don't have an anonymous life like you do back in, in the West. Here, your reputation travels in any given town very quickly. I've I've passed by and, and said to my girlfriend, oh, hey, I know that guy. Uh, I had lunch with him the other day. And and she'll tell me, she goes, oh, yeah, I've seen that guy before. I used to see him at the restaurant I worked at. He was at the restaurant with a different girl every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So her that guy's reputation, whether he knows it or not, the waitresses keep track of this stuff. They tell their friends. And they basically, again, it's kind of like an informal bamboo network. They tell each other, oh, you know, that guy, you know, that one, that one foreigner, he looks like this and whatever. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a chick's boy. 
You know, that's the phrase they'll give it. Either chicks boy or playboy uh, or cheater. And at that point, pretty much in that town, your your reputation's ruined. It's done. Unless you can go a whole year dating one girl, and again, your reputation will get around. Unless you can go like a whole year dating just one girl and be faithful to her, that reputation will get around too. And it's like, oh, you know, that guy, he's dating so-and-so. You know, the, the one Filipina that we went to school with, whatever. Guy, she's lucky because she's got a guy who doesn't cheat on her. So, so reputation means a lot here in the Philippines. So if you, coming back to the accelerator and the brake. Now here's, here's the other thing. Between the heart and the brain, uh, most of us, myself included, we tend to make the mistake of letting our hearts motivate our decisions. And there's a lot to be said for that, especially when you're looking for real love. When you're looking for a relationship, somebody that you can long-term be with, there's a lot to be said for being led by your heart. You know, you want to have compassion and love uh, definitely play a part in your decisions about who you're going to make a lifelong commitment with. Because if you're going to be with them for the rest of your life, you want somebody that you care about and somebody that cares about you. You want to be sensitive and open and judging things on that level. But here's here's where I'm here to say, uh, as the steering wheel, there needs to be some common sense. I know plenty of good guys that come here and they're looking for a long-term relationship and their intentions are good. They're not here to be a, a chick's boy. They're here to just find a good woman and settle down. Now, the problem is, as I said, they come here after having a really long dry spell, and suddenly they're just flooded with affection by the first Filipina they meet after they get off the plane, and they say to themselves, oh my gosh, this is an opportunity that does not come along, you know, every day. I need to do whatever is necessary to keep this woman in my life. Now, if they had just used the brakes and told themselves when they came to the Philippines, I'm not going to make any big commitments for one year. And that's always been my advice. To anybody that's ever asked me privately or publicly, in comments or in private messages, uh, I, I've told them, if you're going to move to the Philippines, don't make any big commitments your first year here. Don't loan out any big money. Don't start a business. And don't make any commitments to getting engaged or getting married. If you give yourself a year, if you apply those breaks, you'll be much more seasoned and aware to make a decision a year later. Because when you first get here, it's it's all just so amazing. It's amazing, as I said, that, you know, this guy gets off the plane and the first woman that approaches him and, and is sweet to him and nice to him and maybe they date and and she's cooking his breakfast and giving him massage and all this, she may be a good woman. She may not. Because even the bad women here, the, the scammers and the, the what we call, you know, the gold diggers and all that, they know what a man wants. They know what a man needs. They're very in tune with that just as much as the good women. And it's a means to an end. The bad women will give you all these things. They will be sweet. They will be shy. They will be coy. They will be whatever you want them to be. They're like chameleons, which is why you don't want to just hit the accelerator and say, oh my gosh, I've never had treatment like this before. 
I'm in love. I gotta marry this girl before somebody takes her away. I gotta marry her before she, she loses interest in the old fuddy-duddy that I am. And so what do they do? Within two, three months, they marry this girl. Now, it's, if you're gonna approach it that way, uh, just marrying a girl you've only known two, three months, it's a roll of the dice. It's a total crapshoot. Those dice may hit the back wall, flatten out, and you could come up snake eyes. It could turn out this woman is just the worst mistake you have literally made in your entire life. And by the time the smoke clears, she may end up gutting your retirement, emptying your bank account, and disappointing you in every emotional way you could think of. And on top of that, you may end up having a kid with her. So that could be how this could turns out. Now, the dice may stop. And it may turn out that she was everything that she she seemed to be. Uh, she could be actually the loving, good, kind woman that, that she appeared to be. Now, there's a better way. There's a better way. And it's to use all three of the mechanisms that come in a car. They're there for a reason. There's a reason that every car has a brake, an accelerator, and a steering wheel. You ha they're necessities in life. You have to have them. You have to use them. So I would say when you come to the Philippines, give it your first year. And if you can only come for two, three weeks, then just tell yourself in these three weeks, I'm going to make no promises. I'm not going to promise we're getting engaged. I'm not going to promise I'll even be back in six months. I'm just going to spend time getting to know this woman, just see where the chemistry goes, give my heart a chance to see possibly what's in this woman's heart as best as you can. And again, not everybody has the same sense of discretion. Not everybody has the same past. Not everybody has the ability to see what's in front of them for what it is. And that's, that's the hard part about giving anybody, any large group, uh, uh, any kind of advice is that at some point they themselves are going to have to look at the woman in front of them and see her for who she is. And the problem is some guys are dead set on seeing her the way they want her to be. She could have all the red flags of, of being a very bad woman, but if he's convinced that she's the best thing since sliced bread, even if people show it to him, he's not going to listen. And those guys are just, there's just no saving them. Uh, in fact, the more you try to help them, the more they're going to resent the fact that you're talking negatively about this angel that they found, this angel with burnt wings. So um, now there's another group of guys who... Um, uh, they they have a little bit more experience. They're a little bit, again, they're accustomed to using the brake. And they have a keen eye. They've dealt with women with twisted motivations in the past, and they recognize one when they see them, and they know what to look for. And these are the smart guys. These are the guys that take it a little bit slow, don't make any commitments, you know, don't make promises that they, they don't have to break. Um, just kind of spend time with the woman, and when they start noticing, well, gee, she really seems to do a lot of texting while we're having dinner, and, you know, she never seems, she has a death grip on this phone. She just never, never leaves it laying around. She's very suspicious. She's constantly accusing, you know, putting a, a guy on the defensive. Uh, that's a really big sign, by the way. When a woman 
goes out of her way to put you on the defense, you know, with what are you doing and are you seeing some number? So what he's, she's doing is is getting him to think about dealing with her jealousy to cover up the fact that he never stops to look at her and says, well, wait a minute, why is it that this is a one-way street? Why is it all the criteria she applies to me doesn't apply to her? How come when I text her and I don't hear from her another text two hours later, that's, that's not an issue, but if she texts me and I don't text back within 30 seconds, she accuses me of being with another woman. Why, you know, that's where guys need to just kind of stop and go, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm being played. I'm being put on the defense here. So that's that's one thing to look out for. Now, on the other hand, as far as applying the brake, just like driving a car, you could get carried away. You could be slamming the brake like every eight seconds, and it's going to be a very uncomfortable ride. You could be overly suspicious of perfectly decent women. Now, me, all things considered, I tend to live by the motto that I was raised with, which is better safe than sorry. I would much rather find a happy medium and then just back up a little bit and slow it down just a notch. You know, go at a normal pace, get to know a girl. When I, when I, if, if I'm actually dating a girl that, that I think I find, uh, is what might be a keeper, a person that I might actually entertain for a long-term relationship, I go into that first date, sex is just not even on the table. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not one of the objectives of the evening. The objective of the evening is to see how, uh, how me and this woman interact, uh, on, on, on just, you know, a variety of things. Can we hold communication? I expect that we barely met and, you know, communication is going to be just kind of, we're going to have to find our groove and get comfortable talking to each other. I understand there's a cultural issue. She probably feels shy about, speaking her English. She probably doesn't use English very often. <clears throat> Usually probably speaks her own dialect or, you know, with her family and friends and such. So I understand, okay, there may be a little bit of uncomfortableness with her just feeling shy about how to express things. She may be a few words in the beginning. So I just try to take things into account. And maybe even two or three dates may just have to just take it slow. Don't expect anything. Just see how the chemistry works. Can you relax around this person? Can you laugh with this person? Those are things that I ask myself. Is it okay if we're not talking? You know, with some some women, the silences are super uncomfortable. You know, you just want to get up and run away. Uh, but with other women, silence is okay. It's almost like you're still communicating, uh, just with looks across the table. You know, it's 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 the silence is okay. There's just a lot of things that I I look and listen for in those first few dates with a keeper, or at least one that is a prospective candidate to be a keeper. And and just don't be in such a rush for the sex. Just because if if it's all going to work out, if it turns out this is going to be your next girlfriend uh, and possibly wife, well then you know there's going to be plenty of sex down the road. But if you if you have it on your mind before you've even ordered your entree, gee, it's six o'clock now, and you know, hope I can get her to the hotel by nine o'clock. And and if you're just in that mode, then your steering wheel is basically dislocated. It's you've basically taken all your common sense and thrown it in the back seat. You're going to be totally distracted. You're not going to be paying attention to the things you need to be paying attention to. So. I guess just to recap, in, in, in any, in any situation, 
the extreme is usually unproductive uh, in just about anything. Sugar, salt, whatever. Uh, a little bit here, a dash there is fine, but uh, too much sugar, too much salt is a bad thing. And same thing with, with employing your, your mind and your heart and your common sense. You, you want to have common sense. You want to, you want to use your brain, the big one, the big head. You want to, you want to think things through. You want to see things the way they are, but you don't want to analyze it to the point where you're suspicious of a woman that doesn't need to be under suspicion either. And on the other end, you don't want to be at the extreme where you're just, you know, again, pedal to the metal with your heart leading your, your, your every move where you're just convinced, oh my gosh, this is just so romantic and she's so sweet and, and I would love to have this sweet, beautiful girl next to me all the time. And, and you end up making decisions about marriage and commitment and money all based on your heart because your heart is pretty much blind. It has no clue what it's doing. It doesn't, it's, it's not the brain. It doesn't think. It feels, but it doesn't think. It doesn't, it's, it's a dumb as a rock. So you have to find that balance. And with the common sense, that's something that if you don't have the background and experience at this point in your life, which is fine, a lot of us, not really, again, we haven't all traveled the same paths. The best thing you can do is find guys whether it's it's through networking or whatever, uh, it, which is now very easy done through online social media and such, find guys who have been down this path. Find guys who have lived in the Philippines for five, six years. Find guys that are happily married, expats, happily married to Filipinas. There's groups that are focused on Facebook just for expats who are married to a Filipina. And some of them stayed in the Philippines, some of them moved back to the United States, but they have experience. And so these are places you can go to talk to these people and, and hopefully get them on a, on a friend's basis and, and be able to, to have conversation with them and say, Hey, I met this girl. Here's what I'm seeing so far. What do you think? And be open. Be open to what they have to say. Hopefully they're they're out to look out for you and they can give you a good assessment or they can at least tell you, hey, you know, don't drop her and don't run away, but just give her some time and look out for these things and see how it goes. So I would say that if you're at all wondering to yourself, well, see, uh, am I applying too much of the brake? Am I am I you know too much on on the uh, the accelerator? If you're if you're kind of find yourself having lost your your bearings. Uh, I would say the best thing you can do is find somebody that you can you can confide in that has has the experience who has been down this road who has and and even guys who have dated a lot guys that are single who have not gotten married yet there's plenty of guys I know who their commitment is that they just will not get married they have no interest in getting married they have a very active social life they date a lot of Filipinas these guys are a wealth of information they know how to spot a scammer from a good girl. They know. They've, they've, it's like, for instance, in the banking industry. Um, the, the, the best training that a teller can have in spotting counterfeits is to handle real money all day. That way, when something comes through her hands that is fake, she'll notice the difference. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't look right. 
because she knows what real money feels like and looks like because she's handled so much of it. Well, these guys who have, who have handled a lot of Filipinas, a lot of women in their life, they know the bad ones from the good ones. It may take them a few years and a couple of hard lessons, but they get to the point where, okay, they can tell you, you know, okay, if she's doing this and this, definitely guaranteed she's, she's a bad one. Or if she's doing this, this and that, you know, you better, you better keep this girl because girls like that are hard to find. So just, I would say seek advice. Seek, seek out somebody with the experience you don't have because otherwise you, you really need to be on your game. You really need to, to have a firm grip on common sense. You need to know when to slow things down. And you, and you need to give your, your heart some freedom to, to go ahead and take a chance. Cause I'll tell you this much. The extreme of, of using the brake or even common sense is that you could reach a point where you'll always have this unknown factor called the future. You will never reach a point where you've got a 100% guarantee that the future is going to work out great with this woman. So if you're looking for that, you're never going to, you're never going to find, uh, you're never going to be convinced because nobody can guarantee you the future. Nobody. Now you can reach a point where you are pretty much 85, 99.9% .9 convinced this is the woman for you. You love her. You're convinced she loves you and you've got every reason to marry her and you go forward and, and it turns out to be you're correct. It, it's, it's a match made in heaven, so to speak. You're, you're just, you found the perfect woman. But I have this saying that I've used for years that there's no love without risk. There's no love without risk. If you're going to love, you're at some point going to have to trust. And any time you trust, there's some risk involved. So that's why you have to be careful of who you trust, who you're going to fall in love with, who you're going to marry, because you are going to put yourself at risk. Now, it's not a real risk if you're trusting the right person, because that person is not going to screw you over, because they love you, just like you would not screw them over, because you love them. But they're taking a risk on you, because for all they know, you are not who you appear to be. So there's always going to be risk involved. So don't go the other way of, of putting yourself into a brain lock where you reach a point where you just say, well, I'm, I'm still so unconvinced about the future and I don't feel like I've got enough of a guarantee there. Uh, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and walk away from this. At some point, you have to take a risk. Now, nobody's forcing you to take a risk at all. You know, you, you are completely free to just stay single. And if that's the case, then be happy with that. Just be happy with being single. But if you really want to be married, happily married to a Filipina, then at some point you're going to have to take that leap. It's a leap of faith. It really is. For her and for you. She's putting her whole life on the line, trusting that you are a decent man. And you're taking, you're taking your, this big leap of faith too, that she's not going to change down the years, that she's going to love you, that she's going to be a good mother to your kids and such. So, so I guess that's, that's what I would leave you with is, again, the analogy 
you, you just got to use the accelerator, the brake, steering wheel, the common sense, your mind, your heart, your brain, in together in unity. Because if you if you just focus on one of the three, it's 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 not going to end. It's not going to end well. Every every bad luck story that I've been told, and I've been told a lot of them by a lot of expats I've been you know contacted by over the years. It was usually through rushing, rushing through, not thinking, not applying common sense, not asking others for advice before they went out looking for explanation after the nightmare happened. So, anyways, that just kind of wraps up what I was thinking about today. I uh, hope you enjoyed the, the radio podcast. Uh, I'll be trying to do these weekly, and uh, I'll see you again next week. All right? Uh, this is Rike's Expat Podcast signing off, and see you later.